Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Amber this week. Nice to have you back. We have a few great questions to talk about today. First of all, Connie is going to tell us all about the year of the rat, which is not as bad as it sounds, to, even to a mouse hater like me. Plus, we're going to talk about libraries in China. What are they like? What's the deal with them? And also a question about what life is like and pay is like for those who are in the service industry in China. We often have people tell us things like, I gave learning Mandarin a shot, but then I realized I really don't have enough time to commit to it. Folks who felt this way love Chinese Pod Recap. In as little as 90 seconds a day, you can refresh what you've learned so far while adding a bit of what's new to your daily learning. An innovative language learning tool to fit the busy, fast-paced lifestyle of today's professionals. This question comes from Benjamin. Benjamin writes, Dear Amber, I heard that next year is the Chinese year of the rat. Is there any specific meaning to do with that? Now, Benjamin, very good question. We're approaching Chinese New Year very soon, aren't we, Connie? 对,春节马上要来了. Yeah. yeah, so next year, Connie, what year is it? The year of the rat? Is he right? Right. Wow, it sounds kind of scary, the year of the rat. So, Connie, is there any special meaning that to do with being the year of the rat? Mm, there is no special meaning, but you will see a lot of pictures or decorations which has red on it. Oh, okay, so like the Chinese New Year decorations and like the things that people put on their door will all have a rat on them. But, oh, I don't know if I like that, Connie. I, to me, rats are kind of ugly. <laughs> I don't know if I want... Really? So Chinese people think that rats are look nice. Is that right? Really? Oh, my goodness. So what if there was a rat in your house, Connie? Would you think that was a good thing or a bad thing? Bad thing. <laughs> yes, the rats are nice as long as they're not in your house, right? <laughs> so apparently... The rat, although for Western people, the rat has kind of a negative connotation. But for Chinese people, the rat has a good connotation, right? Connie, what is special about the rat for Chinese people? The people who was born in the year of the rat uh, may be very smart. Now, that's funny. You should say that, Connie, because I remember that you just told me that you were born in the year of the rat. Right. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> no wonder you're so smart. Okay, so that means that this year coming up is your year, Connie. So mm. you're born in the year of the rat. It's the year of the rat again. So let's first talk about how many different animal symbols are there in the Chinese yearly sort of zodiac? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. So what happens is every year it just rotates from animal to animal, right? So when it lands on your animal again, well, wait a second, that must mean that you're, well, you're not 12, so you must be 24 years old this year. Is that right? Okay, so you're 24. It's the year of the rat again, Connie. So what does it mean for you? Does it mean for Chinese people, does that feel very lucky? Like you're the year of the rat and it's the year of the rat again? Double uh, rat? <laughs> um, maybe for me, this year will have a big change. Really? Yeah. Oh, I wonder what big changes could come, Connie. Maybe, well, I hope you don't change jobs. We know you won't do that. Maybe get married? It will best. It will be best to not get married. So if you're the year of the rat, and then it's the year of the rat, you shouldn't get married that year. Is that right? Right. Really? So why not? Because you will get bad luck. 
So it's Maybe not lucky. Have bad husband. Oh, <laughs> okay. Da- I won't let you get married this year, then, Connie. <laughs> we know you need to have a good husband. <laughs> okay, so you won't get married. Anything else? Does it affect your life in any other way? Mm, this year, you will wear red clothes. Oh, actually, that's funny because I did notice, Connie, that yesterday you were wearing some red clothes peeking out from under your clothes, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, why do you have to wear red clothes? What, is that just sort of to celebrate that it's the year of the rat, or what? Um, the red color is, is the luckiest color. Okay, so you wear red because it's lucky. Yeah, and the, the luck will keep you away from the bad thing. Oh, so it'll protect you from the bad things. So does that mean every day you're going to wear red, Connie? Right. <laughs> really? That's so cool. Even the underwear. Oh, like even underwear. Oh, yeah, because you might get sick of wearing red on the outside all the time. <laughs> so as long as you're wearing red somewhere, then it'll be lucky, right? Right. <laughs> okay, so everyone's born in a different year, so... Does it affect your life in any other way, like what year you're born in, Connie? Mm, affect the person you choose to marry. Also, it affects who you're going to marry, like who you're compatible with. Chinese people believe. Doi. Oh, okay. So let's take you for example, Connie. You're the rat, right? Mm. So um, do you know who you're compatible with? Long, maybe the long. Okay, so long is the dragon. Doi. Hey, wait a second. I think Clay just told me he's the dragon. <laughs> Connie, maybe, uh, maybe you can marry Clay. <laughs> Oh, brave. Well, Clay's pretty brave, <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay, so a dragon will be brave. So that would suit you. Okay, what else? Haozi. Mm, oh, monkey. 对. So what's the characteristic of a person born in the year of the monkey? Mm, also very smart. <laughs> oh, so two smarty pants. That's good. <laughs> and then what else? Nyo. Oh, Nyo. So Nyo is like a cow or an ox. They call it the year of the ox. Someone born in the year of ox, what are they like? Hardworking person. Oh, okay, that's cool. So there's a few different samplings of different、um, animals in the Chinese、um, yearly calendar. Now, what about? Is there also some rules about who you shouldn't marry, Connie?、Mm, yang. Oh, sheep. 对 Okay, so what's a sheep like that would not be good for you? Um, obedient. Oh, sheep's obedient. Oh, so you don't want an obedient husband, right? <laughs> you want. Well, I think Connie, maybe you should reconsider. Maybe you do want a husband that will obe- that will obey you. <laughs> okay, what else? Who else you shouldn't marry, Connie? Ma. Oh, so Ma is a horse, right? Right. So, what's the characteristic of a horse? Motivated. Oh, so they're a horse is more motivated, I guess, because they like always run fast, right? Right. <laughs> okay, I'm starting to see a pattern here. It seems like some of the qualities of the animals for the years are kind of reflected in people that are born in those years, according to Chinese thinking. Is that right, Connie? Um,、mm, 对 Okay. Is there anyone else you're not compatible with? 没有 Oh, so that's good. I think you have a lot of good choices. <laughs> so anyone, anyways, anybody who wants to find out what year they were born in, which animal year they were born in, they can go.、Um, we'll put a link in the comments section, and you can check it out. And also,、um, you can see who you're compatible with or not compatible with, according to Chinese thinking as well. <laughs> So this actually is a good word, actually, isn't it, Connie? That we can learn a good sentence because Chinese people actually this year, what year you belong to, is quite important in Chinese thinking. So important that often people don't ask you your age, do they? They actually ask you what year you belong to, which animal year. So, Connie,、uh, if someone's going to ask me this, I wouldn't know what they were saying. Can you teach us all how to ask this question? Can you? Okay, so、um, if someone wants to know how old you are, they'll often just say "ni shu shama." 对 ，shu is like belong to, right?、Mm. Shu, like shu yu, right? Which means to belong to, and then shama just means what. So you belong to what? 
So you just say that, Connie, and everyone will know what you mean, right? And you can answer like this: 我属鼠 Oh, <laughs> if you're like Connie, you're the year of the rat. You could say 我属鼠 Ah, that's so confusing. 老鼠的鼠 right? Wow, interesting. So you just say 我属 and then the animal.、Mm. Okay, so maybe Connie can post for us some other information about the other animals that are in the Chinese calendar. Okay, thanks, Connie, for telling us. Our next question comes from Lunetta. Lunetta writes, "Dear Amber, being a bookworm myself, I would love to hear more about Chinese libraries and how they work." Well, Lunetta, you've come to the right place because I like libraries too. And you know, going to the library in China, I can tell you, is a lot like doing anything in China, which means a lot of people,、um, a little bit of rigmarole, and quite a few rules and regulations. Now I can talk about the library in Shanghai because I've been to the main one, which is a big place on Huaihai Road. Um, which is in central Shanghai, and the library is huge. There's tons of different reading rooms.、Um, most of them are Chinese language, but there is also a foreign language section on the top floor. Now, when you come to the library, how it works is the first thing you have to know is you have to check any bags that you have at the door. You can't even bring a person. Even well, maybe a small one's okay, but they don't want you stealing any books. Now,、um, when you get there, you have to first get a, a library card before you can even enter. In general, you can get a library card that's valid for a year for about twenty-five renminbi. So that's about maybe four U.S. dollars or two fifty euros.、Um, but this card, you can't take out books. It's just sort of like an entrance card. <laughs> And、uh, for a small fee, you can add on different library features, like actually signing out books. But actually, a lot of people you'll find are just in the library reading. There's sort of a big fee if you want to sign out books. You have to put down a thousand renminbi deposit, which is quite a lot of money.、Um, you have to have a residence permit,、uh, and actually, any book that's published in the last four years, you can't sign out anyways. So you can join the rest of the crowds who like to just hang out at the library and read there, which is actually kind of a fun thing to do. Now, it might seem kind of weird to us Westerners that you can't sign out a book, but I think that the Chinese people are used to it and it suits them well. And I found too for. First time I went to the library was the hot summer, and you know, in the hot summers or the cold winters, you'll see a lot of people taking advantage of the air conditioning inside the library rather than having to suffer in their hot apartments. Now, of course, not to say people don't have aircon at home, but we know the Chinese are very frugal with the power costs, so the library is the perfect solution. Either that or like a McDonald's air-conditioned McDonald's. Now, my personal favorite thing to do, and my recommendation, is to head up to the foreign language section. And there, there is a reading room on the top floor with big windows. And there's also, it's quite interesting when you go and peruse the aisles. There's a very eclectic mix of English and other language books as well, European languages, Spanish, etc. Now, the first time I browsed the shelves, I thought it was quite interesting. It felt a bit more like sort of a yard sale mix of titles. <laughs> There was anything from like I remember gardening in northern climates to Darwin's Origin of Species. But alas, there is something for everyone. You can definitely find something that will interest you to sit down at a table with. Personally, I like the foreign language newspaper section. You can pull up a chair and you can flip through some month-old, albeit month-old,、um, issues of New York Times or London Times. And yeah, it's old news, but hey, when you only watch Chinese news, you miss a lot. So it's easy to not know what's going on in the rest of the world. Another thing I found great about the library is、um, you can make a lot of local friends. 
the foreign language section, actually, there's very few foreigners in. It's full of anyone is varied from students to intellects to bored old men who are always willing to chat up a foreigner. So it's pretty fun. And of course, the benefit we talked about being cool in summer, warm in winter, a good place to while away an afternoon without having to pay the exorbitant prices of cappuccinos and cafes. And of course, when you get your power bill after a heat wave, you'll realize that the locals who go there to keep cool know where it's at. Now, for more information on actually getting a library card, and for the Chinese you're going to need to know to get a library card to get through the bureaucracy of getting a library card, make sure to go to ChinesePod.com and listen to our upper intermediate lesson called Getting a Library Card, very appropriately. Learning Chinese is a little overwhelming. Sometimes it even feels like I forget more than I learn. Not sure how that's possible. Hmm. Maybe I need to take more Ginkgo Biloba? Yeah, probably. But have you heard of ChinesePod? They have an amazing new tool called the Recap app. You can choose 90-second, 3-minute, or 6-minute lesson recaps, whatever fits your schedule. The app even populates itself with the reviews of the lessons you've most recently studied. Cool. Maybe I don't need to get my head checked. Maybe. ChinesePod.com forward slash recap. This question comes from Jacqueline. Jacqueline writes, I saw Starbucks everywhere in China. I'm curious what kind of wages people make in the service industry in China. It's a very good question, Clay. I'm curious myself. I, I think I wanted to go work at Starbucks at one point. Maybe not in China. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just seemed nice, the idea of being in a cafe all day in you China. You love coffee. You drink I all think... the coffee you want. That's true. Can you imagine? <laughs> You'd be so jacked up on espresso and I know. caffeine. <laughs> Enough of this Chinese tea. But anyways, um, actually kind of relates to basically <laughs> just to clarify that was not a bong hit <laughs> okay so um well basically i didn't go into starbucks and ask the people their wages because i'm too i'm too canadian i can't do it i can't do the personal questions thing although i'm sure the people wouldn't mind Can an american do it am i too american to do it no i just mean i'm not chinese <laughs> enough yet to ask people oh. what they make <laughs> um, but i do know that um the minimum wage recently in shanghai just went up i read an article about that hmm. so basically i guess we can probably assume that most of the service industries in china in shanghai china big cities they're not going to be paying more much more even than minimum wage i would wage. imagine in fact i did I'd read put money on that they would make. yes and in fact, I did read that that lately McDonald's, I think it was, and KFC, they were sued because they were paying people less than minimum Man. wage. Yes, scandal. Wow. You would think that of all corporations, those would be the two that would stay away from undercutting. I mean, they're multinational corporations. So if they're doing it, mm -hmm. God knows how many little side street restaurants are doing it. I know. Actually, yeah, that's part of the wow. thing is that the minimum wage is the minimum wage. It's the law. But a lot of companies don't pay minimum wage. No, I would imagine if, again, if the McDonald's or the China's are doing it, then I'm sure a lot of people yeah. are doing it. So like Clay, you did some, you looked some stuff up, right? Like Shanghai, what's the minimum wage in Shanghai? Um, Shanghai minimum wage on the books, 7.5 RMB per hour. So about a dollar US. Yeah. yeah. And that's like for part-time wages sort of thing, right? Yeah. It, well, what's interesting on the minimum wage aspect is, well, there's two things that I found that was kind of interesting. One, they actually can change their minimum wage from like city to city. Yeah, every city is different. I guess it kind of could make sense because some places the cost of living is a lot higher. Yeah, it's, well, actually, that's the thing is that the cost of living is, I mean, it varies so much from place to yeah. place in China that you'd almost have to. Because if you, you know, if you made 7.5 in Arumchi, you're, you're rich. Yeah, exactly. So how much is the minimum wage? Okay, let's say by month in Shanghai, how much is it per month for full time? Okay, so, oh yeah. And the other interesting thing is they have a monthly 
minimum wage. Yeah, that's for full time. Yeah, I've never heard of any place doing this. This is another interesting aspect. Mm-hmm. So they basically, again, on the books, have certain stipulations. Um, you can only work five days a week. It's eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are they do to get benefits, which I don't know what those are, but... Actually, I asked Connie because, mm. you know, she's an employee here full time. And she said, actually, you know, one thing, the, the wage sounds low. Okay, let's say for Shanghai, it was 840 renminbi yeah. a month for full time. Mm. I mean, that is pretty low. It's maybe $100 it's US if you're lucky. Yeah. It's not a lot. And the cost of living in Shanghai is quite high. Like, I can't see how people could live on that. But, of course, they're not drinking cappuccinos every day no. like me. I think but... we spent that on dinner last night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> speak for yourself. Oh. <laughs> okay, but Connie did say that any legitimate company that's employing you full-time has to give you a lot of benefits. Like, for example, I don't know if everyone knew, but they have to pay an old-age pension. They have to pay your health insurance. At least, she said, partial. The company pays the majority of the health insurance. They also have unemployment insurance in China, which I didn't know. Yeah. Sounds like Canada. (laughs) And also, she said there's this really weird thing where the government has a policy now where because buying housing is so expensive that there's the companies have to sort of put some money into a fund for you. When you go to buy a a house, you get a mortgage, they give you a lower interest rate. So is this like on just on paper or is this actually... She said it's by law. And she said that they also get at least has to be five holiday days a year, plus the national holidays. So it's not that bad. So, Amber, they seem like they have quite a lot of benefits. I don't even think I have any of those. I don't know about you. Yeah, I know. I was kind of wondering about that when she <laughs> mentioned that. We need to have a talk with the boss man. <laughs> I know. We want equal opportunity here. <laughs> I don't have no pension coming here. Okay, so back to the minimum wages. Right. What about some other cities? Okay. Um, Just for a comparison's sake. Let's do some comparisons. Uh, Beijing, monthly... 730 RMB, so a little bit less than the mm. 840 here in Shanghai. Uh, but the hourly is higher. I don't know how that works out. Huh. So don't work on a monthly wage in Beijing. Just get paid by the hour. <laughs> um, and Ermerchi, where is that? Oh, Urumqi. Urumqi. Is this where, in I think, Xinjiang. I think this is where I was born. Our favorite food province. Yeah, I was born and raised in <laughs> Urumqi. Oh, yeah, that lie. <laughs> according to my roommate, beliefs. <laughs> um, so there... Uh, because it's kind of away from everything, 580 RMB on the month and six coin an hour. So it's interesting, you know, because that's like in the very, very north, never eat shredded wheat, west corner of China. <laughs> you still and have to do the never eat do, shredded wheat. But I don't have to do the left we and right hand things. never eat soggy waffles. <laughs> but I mean, I would think the cost of living there would be much lower than Shanghai, but the minimum wage is not that much higher in Shanghai. No, and it's can be pretty expensive here. You in know what Shanghai. I'm thinking is that Shanghai has a lot more opportunities. So maybe for better jobs, and so maybe it is possible to find jobs mm. that aren't only minimum wage. It's the thing. Yeah, can you imagine making one US dollar an hour? I could spend that on just snacks alone, waste a day's wage. <laughs> I do <laughs> eat a true. lot. <laughs> yes, that's true too. <laughs> but you know, Connie told me that some regions, you know, a lot of the people that even work at Chinese Pot or mm. in different offices in Shanghai, they come from white. They're from they're called white Diran, which means they come from outside provinces to work in Shanghai. She said many. Many regions, the average maybe wage per month is only two hundred to three hundred. I, I know where you're going with this. Is this the, when people come into Shanghai? The if they're from other places, they get paid less in Shanghai. I'm not sure, maybe. Oh, that's true. But she was just saying that oh, well, in some places you can live on two to three hundred RMB a month, but in Shanghai to live on seven hundred and fifty is really not easy. Like you'd have to be living in a hovel, basically. <laughs> so speaking of the one dollar thing, one buck, you know, one dollar per. Right. I think it's interesting to look at. Where people make minimum wage and what it costs, basically, to like eat in that restaurant. Starbucks. How many hours would you have to work 
to earn enough to like drink something there. Hmm. So like, okay, wait, let's start with McDonald's because it's cheaper. Okay, so McDonald's, they are making probably minimum wage if they're lucky. Before the suing, maybe less. Maybe even after the suing. <laughs> so that's like 7.5 quai per hour. Like, let's just work it out to that. Now, do you know how much a Big Mac costs there? Well, I never eat at McDonald's. Personally, I've never Come eaten in a McDonald's. Yeah, everyone succumbs Even in Canada, I boycott McDonald's. <laughs> in fact, all the McDonald's in, in Vancouver closed. But I had to ask someone how much a Big Mac Wait, is. Wait, did you just say all the McDonald's in Vancouver have closed down? Yeah, there's only like, there was only a few left. Wow. No, they all closed. Amazing. At least in the part of the city where all I right, live. All right, so how much? Big Mac. Can I take a guess? Yeah, I guess. Mm. We'll guess I would in Remingi. say in the States, it's probably three bucks, so we'll go 20 RMB. Okay, it's 11 Remingi. Wow. But can you imagine if you're working and you're only making 7.5 Remingi per hour? You can't, you can only eat like one Big Mac every three hours. hours. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Hopefully that's, they give them a food allowance. That's not paying rent. Yeah, and then like a large fries is 7.5. So you have to work an hour to earn a large fries. Isn't that horrifying? Wow, that'd be like a thing of fries costing eight bucks back home. Exactly, and no nutritional value. None. Don't but, buy the fries. Oh, so tasty. <laughs> Ew. Okay, now what about KFC? A big one in Asia is KFC. Like I think KFC is bigger than McDonald's. It seems like there's more KFCs. Than yeah, McDonald's. that's. I think that was funny that it's not that big back home, but it's huge. Huge in China. And I think it's because they adjust their menu for the Chinese. Like, they've got stuff on the menu, like weird stuff. But although I've never eaten there either, but I've seen through the window. Come I, now, <laughs> I I, now I really don't believe you. I you promise. You've never eaten at KFC or McDonald's? No, I don't You're like that. You're the only Lao Wai in all of Shanghai. Well, you know, I boycott it because of the low wages. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now Although that doesn't sense. count for the other coffee shops. But, you know, it's different. <laughs> it's a moral issue. Okay, so at KFC, similar, a chicken sandwich, like Connie told me, is like 12 kwai. And they're making prime minimum wage as well, if that. So they, have, they also have to work almost two That's hours. $15 chicken sandwich. It seems out of whack, doesn't it? If you work a minimum wage back home. Now, everyone can know, this is something to know too, though, is that if you eat on, off the street, like in a little hole-in-the-wall restaurant, like often filthy, delicious restaurant here at um, mm. Chinese Spot, how much is it, Clay? I don't eat there either. You can eat there <laughs> for about seven RMB. Yeah, so seven kwai, you can get a meal. So that seems, I mean, it's still... A little bit seems the wage is too low compared to home. Because like if we make well, eight bucks and we spend eight bucks on lunch, mm, here's the other thing too. It's fast food here is not like it is on the standard as it is back home. Here oh, it's kind of it's kind of nice. You can like take a date to a KFC here. Come on, yeah. Have you? you can't. <laughs> I've been known. No wonder you don't have any <laughs> girlfriends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Back to Starbucks. Okay. I don't really like Starbucks, but I have been known to go there. You're I really admit it. Coffee junkie, you don't like Starbucks? No, because I, I prefer the other. I, I prefer to support mm. the small guy, not That's the multinational true. companies. Because I mean, look how they're ripping people off. I'm a small guy kind of girl. <laughs> well, maybe not. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is the killer. A Starbucks latte. Guess how much it costs, oh, Clay? Boy. How much? I think this is for like. No, the, I know this. It's like okay. I actually get coffee of the day, which is the cheapest. Yeah, that is the cheapest. I want to say it's the cheapest cup of coffee you can get at the Starbucks here is twelve RMB. That's for like the little tiny. That's tiny. like for when they give out samples at home. That's like the yeah, cup it's, size. It's tiny. <laughs> but you're looking at a good twenty RMB for a cup of okay, coffee. Okay, if you want to get a large latte, which I do have to add as a side I note. I can't afford those. It's way too expensive. I know, but I do have to add as a side note that like the large here is the same as the small in America. Like when I went home last time, well, I didn't go, to, I went to America last time. That cup, man, the cups were huge. It was, it was actually disturbing how big the cups were, but that's a side note. <laughs> Here, the large is about the size of a small at home and the large costs 28 renminbi. That's like more than as, as more than back home. Yeah. Now, can you imagine you're making seven, basically seven renminbi per hour? 
Hello, friends. This is Sarah Chung, a content creator for Chinese Pod. Each week, we find new topics relevant to you and send them to your mobile device. Currently, we have over 4,000 lessons on the app, covering a variety of topics. A huge thank you to all of our subscribers who make this amazing journey possible for all. If you are not a subscriber and you would like to try us out with no obligation, go to ChinesePod.com and start your free 30-day trial. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain. So sign up now. And you want to buy a latte? You have to work for four hours. They will never step foot in a Starbucks. You know what? If I were there, I'd just sneak one. I'd be like down. I'd be crouch on the floor and like down a latte. <laughs> Actually, now maybe you should work at Starbucks just to get the coffee for free. Actually, I might make more per hour that way <laughs> by doing if I'm drinking in coffee than I do here. <laughs> But one thing to know, I think that is a big difference from home, Clay, is、mm. that people's expenses here are different than at home. For example, because most people, it is rare to meet someone who doesn't live with. Their family, or with a bunch of roommates, people do not. I mean, a lot of people don't pay rent because they're living with their parents、that's、in their parents'、true. home. So, I mean, that is something to be said.、Mm-hmm. If you do not pay rent, that's a huge expense. The other thing is, mo- I mean, most people in the service industry, I mean, us included, we don't have cars. I mean, just not having a car alone saves you so much money, right? So, I mean, people can live on this wage, I think, but and it's not actually,、easy. I don't think we touched on this yet. But the other phenomenon here in China and maybe other countries, they have dorms. For、oh, yeah. workers, that's like, true. Dormitories for us are for universities. Yeah, and here they have. They're. I mean, that's all over the place. If you work at a, I don't know if like at Starbucks or McDonald's has them, but I know a lot of restaurants. Construction workers do. Yeah, they, they actually have full dormitories just、oh、for goodness, the staff. Like, can you imagine if we had to work all day together and then go home to the same dorm at night? I would be <laughs> absolutely happy as can be, Amber. We'd be having more fights than ever. <laughs> We'll be like, pick up your socks. <laughs> okay, well that's that's all we have to say on the minimum wage. And anyone else that's from different parts of China, or maybe someone who actually works in Starbucks or McDonald's, can tell us more. Give、Love、us some more juicy、them. insights. That's it for this week's Dear Amber. I hope you enjoyed it. The Insider's Guide to Everything China. Don't forget to please send all your questions to Dear Amber at PraxisLanguage dot com, and go to the comments section of ChinesePod dot com, of course, to the Dear Amber section and leave your comments and insights about what we talked about today. We'll see you next time on Dear Amber. 下一次见。